Good afternoon. This is Fred Lowry. I'm a pharmacist and doctor of natural medicine, and this is Health Talk. I would say uh, the obligatory disclaimer here, this program is for educational and informational purposes. It does not constitute individual medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment of health problems. You know, you're in charge of your health and have more to do with uh, your life and your health outcomes on a daily basis than uh, myself, your pharmacist, your physician. So we always encourage you to take care of your health. Uh, I'm uh, owner of Lowry Drug Company on Hartness Road in Statesville, established in 1959. We have a traditional pharmacy with a state-of-the-art compounding laboratory. We offer a full line of medical equipment and supplies, and we have a full line of supplements, nutritionals, herbals, essential oils, homeopathics, and more. So come see us. Uh, Pre-show, I heard the uh, GoodRx uh, ad come on. I, um, uh, listeners don't know that uh, that's, a, that's a free card. And uh, as with all things free, uh, if it is free, then you're probably the product. And uh, they were uh, sanctioned by the FTC for selling products. Uh, personal information uh, to uh, Google and Facebook, which uh, I don't think is a good idea. So uh, over the last, uh, I'd say 10 days, I, I've encountered something uh, that I've, wasn't unusual with one person, but I, I've had it with two. So two children that, that I know of um, ended up with a, uh, the, the typical bullseye uh, Lyme's rash. If you haven't seen that, you can pull it up online. Uh, the first one didn't have the center uh, uh, red dot, and there was no known uh, tick bite, uh, but, but there was a, a rash uh, around, a, a ring around this area. And the, the doctor was uh, smart enough to pick up on it and uh, did a Lyme's test, and the child tested positive for Lyme's. And so uh, started uh, antibiotics. Uh, SA. It, it was obviously caught early, which I think is important. And then uh, a, uh, another child uh, that, that, that I saw uh, about seven days later myself and there was uh, there was another uh, bullseye rash. Uh, this child's about three or four, I think. Uh, but no tick, no tick bite. Uh, the child got a mosquito bite, and so I, I suggested the the um, parents take the child to the doctor get a, a test for limes. Uh, and uh, I, I think in this case, where you have something that's a classic. Uh, symptom uh, of an infection uh, is it, probably a good idea to treat it. Early treatment of this is is uh, uh, is a, a positive thing to do. Uh, long, I'm not as big a fan of long-term antibiotic uh, treatment for Lyme's, although that's that's kind of another issue. But uh, this child actually showed up negative, which can happen. Uh, just because uh, you have a negative test does not mean that you don't have a particular illness. So uh, the parents uh, requested to go ahead and treat, which they did, which I think is definitely the right choice. 
So uh, I always recommend uh, using a good probiotic. Uh, along with that, you don't take it at the same time that you're taking the antibiotic. And in this case with children, I would follow up for probably actually uh, a couple of months. Uh, you know, in repeated antibiotics in children. You, we also see uh, C. diff, which is an, another type of uh, bacterial infection. So that's important. My my favorite uh, probiotic is uh, made by Natural Creations. It's uh, Enterobiotic SBO. It has 14 strains of the good bacteria, and it also the SBO is soil-based organisms. So uh, in the soil there are, are, there's bacteria. If you get food out of the garden, it actually aids in digestion. So that's helpful. Now, the question uh, that comes up is uh, the, the child number two. Uh, a lot of people don't realize that uh, mosquitoes can carry uh, Lyme's disease. And uh, so that there is uh, evidence that they do carry uh, that bacteria, which is called Borrelia, uh, in, in their gut. And um, they have uh, <coughs> they found it uh, not only in the gut, but the uh, saliva of of the uh, of mosquitoes uh, so this is uh, this, this is something that you know is is kind of a curiosity uh, more women are uh, prone to mosquito bites <coughs> uh, for some reason probably because they they smell sweeter than men I guess but there are people that uh, that do have uh, or attract insect bites and mosquitoes in particular, and, and some of those individuals may have a higher toxic load. Uh, if you're uh, exercising, uh, you know, you're, you're uh, creating lactic acid in the muscles, and that also has a little bit of a sweet smell. Uh, so that's uh, uh, a potential there. Now, one of the other things that uh, is kind of a curiosity is the mosquito can actually, uh, that, that lays the eggs, uh, that bacteria can be in the eggs. So the mosquito doesn't have to hatch and then, uh, let's just say, uh, have a uh, blood feast on, uh, on a deer uh, to be able to, uh, to carry this bacteria. It can actually uh, happen through metamorphosis and, and it's the, the uh, insect is just born with that so uh, that's another uh, interesting aspect I think uh, got a question yeah I just want because it seems like this year the, the mosquitoes are out in force how much of a risk is it that a mosquito in this area could be carrying well mosquitoes carry all kinds of uh, different pathogens uh, just just as other insects so uh, it, it's definitely a risk. Uh, I think a, a good strategy is to use an insect repellent that ha that's made of uh, essential oils. Uh, a, a good brand that we that we carry is called Nantucket Spider, and uh, that can be that can actually be sprayed on the skin. Uh, I don't recommend DEET, uh, the chemical uh, insect repellent, because it is toxic to the body. If you use DEET, uh, you can spray it on your, you know, like a hat or some clothes, uh, that type of thing. 
So you, you've got that risk. You, you know, the, the tick risk is still there. Uh, it's ticks seem, it seems to be worse in the early spring with ticks and walking through high grass is a risk factor as well as walking under pine trees because they seem to, to fall out of the, those pine trees. So uh, the other uh, co-infection that uh, is transported with, uh, by mosquitoes is Bartonella. Uh, it's a co-infection uh, of Borrelia, which is the, the Lyme's organism. And uh, that, that Bartonella is, uh, is also associated with cat scratch fever. So uh, those, are, those are things to, uh, to consider. Uh, we are coming up on a hard break, so uh, we'll be back shortly. This is Fred Lowry from Lowry Drug, pharmacist and doctor of natural medicine, and more from Health Talk. We're back with uh, a little bit of Jackson Brown there, Dr. Myers. Love that song. So uh, just a quick follow-up on the, the Lyme thing. Uh, I mentioned that it's, uh, you know, long-term treatment um, is it's not really the best approach in my estimation. I will say that there are many people that have... Uh, chronic uh, infections that uh, they, they function better when they're on antibiotics. Uh, if that's the case, then uh, you know, that's, uh, that is one approach. But one of the problems with uh, long-term antibiotics in this situation is the, uh, that bacteria will morph into other forms. And so you're basically chasing something you cannot catch because as the, the uh, environment, the internal environment changes, uh, bacteria will adapt to the, the environment, and that's, that's true in anything. So th there are other approaches to that, and, and this is uh, one reason I do think that it's a good idea to, uh, particularly uh, early treatment before that bacteria uh, really gets uh, established, uh, starts uh, uh, reproducing, etc. cetera, uh, I think it's probably a good idea to... Uh, do uh, early antibiotic treatment if you can catch it early. So uh, I know uh, everybody's tired of talking about this somewhat, the uh, COVID thing and, and the shots, but uh, since the CDC is cranking up on this for the fall, I think I will too. Uh, and uh, this was a report from the uh, Epic Times uh, talking about the the CDC's uh, warning, uh, I think it was uh, uh, a week ago, uh, saying that uh, the, the new variant, uh, it may, keyword may, you know, and, and it's always could, may, whatever, uh, cause infection in people who received vaccines or previously had the virus and uh, talking about high number of uh, mutations uh, you know this is not news this is you know, viruses mutate it's uh, 
it's just uh, another thing to say, uh, and this is not really uh, what what I call science. It's just uh, I, I don't even know what you what you even call it. You go, yeah, uh, don't don't viruses mutate faster than any other infection like that you can have? Yeah, you, you know, in, you, in most cases, you you know, there's some, there are some viruses that are somewhat stable, but particularly these kind of viruses, they'll, they'll mutate. They, I could get it and it could mutate before it got to you, basically. Some of the mutations happen in the host, you know, based on whatever the genetic makeup uh, or other viral loads that, that are there. So yeah, you know, uh, these kind of vaccines are obsolete before they they even can make it to the market. And we, we, we've seen that. I mean, that's, that's, there's, there's nothing new about that. Um, uh, they said that uh, these virus samples are not yet broadly available for m more reliable testing of antibodies, and it's too soon to know. Well, why even mention it? You know, I mean, it's, wh what, what does that say? Uh, they also say, uh, you know, talking about uh, that the new uh, mutations uh, in the new viruses, uh, the uh, CDC states that uh, COVID-19 tests and antiviral drugs are likely uh, still going to work against it. How would they know that? They, they don't know, you know. Do, do the tests work? Uh, you know, antiviral drugs, like are they talking about ivermectin now, which is uh, not approved, but, you know, for uh, an, as an antiviral, but uh, they're their uh, attorneys recently did come out and say that, yes, uh, doctors can prescribe ivermectin. So, you know, this is, this is, this is not science. You know, they're, they're making assumptions that, you know, if you get it, the tests will work, the, you know, and, and on top of that, uh, the, uh, the three companies that are making these uh, vaccines for the fall are uh, slated to uh, make a new version of it. Um, and uh, so, you know, it, that it, does that, you know, is that going to work? No, it's, 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 it's not going to work. So, uh, you know, I think we can look for uh, maybe uh, an, an upsurge or a push for, you know, more of these uh, shots and, uh, and, Perhaps mask mandates again. We, you know, we don't know. Uh, speaking of ivermectin, uh, interesting that, um, and, and this comes on the tail of that, uh, which was a couple of weeks ago that I mentioned about uh, that doctors can now prescribe ivermectin. Uh, there was a, uh, a paper published that in uh, Curious uh, August 8th. It found a 74% reduction in excess deaths in 10 states with the most intensive ivermectin use over a 30-day peak period. Now, data in uh, Peru, uh, they, they opened up a program where basically they, they provided ivermectin for people with uh, uh, whether they were at high risk or not uh, in, a, in an operation during the pandemic and also provide them with food to keep them, uh, enough food to keep them isolated for 15 days. And uh, so 
they uh, they found that uh, when ivermectin was available without restrictions, there was a 14-fold reduction in nationwide excess deaths. This is a this is a published study. Uh, and then once ivermectin was rest- restricted by the government, there was a 13-fold increase in excessive deaths in the two months to follow. So um, I find this, uh, you know, a pretty positive study. There's been uh, other things out there like that, but uh, and so the other thing uh, that uh, I see came out uh, the middle of this month, and you can you you'll be able to see why I got back on this uh, vaccination thing because the NIH uh, claims that pregnant women and newborns can benefit from COVID boosters based uh, on. Uh, but actually uh, flawed studies as reported by the Epic Times. So, you know, that when, when you start talking about uh, vaccines for during pregnancy uh, developmentally and vaccines for children, you know, it's like, it's like any other thing. You know, every, every drug, every therapy has to stand on its own. So just because let's just say there is a particular vaccine or whatever that you're ingrained in your, your mind and your education that is supposed to help a particular disease. That does not mean that every vaccine thereafter is safe or effective. Everything has to stand on its own. The same thing's true with drugs or you know anything like that. So... You know, it, I think we've uh, we've seen um, over the the past year, a uh, few years, that uh, obviously the vaccines uh, didn't work. There's not there's and by the way, there's there's no data that says that they they work. I, I talked with someone one time that said, "Well, uh, it it saved a lot of lives." Well, you don't know that. You know, you 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 don't know that because there, there's no way to compare that. So, uh, with this uh, NIH <coughs> recommendation, uh, they're they're recommending uh, two shots and uh, and a booster for pregnant mothers, uh, and and they're basing this saying that they showed significantly higher antibody levels uh, in the babies that were born. Okay, well they they create create antibodies. That's what they're they're supposed to do. Uh, flaws in the study, though. So here again, this is not science because uh, what they studied was the monovalent COVID vaccines, which are no longer available. So in science, you cannot extrapolate one product to the next product. Uh, They did not assess the effectiveness of the vaccine uh, against the the currently dominant strain. They're only measuring did, did this create antibodies. And uh, they did not provide any safety data for uh, uh, first for the third vaccine dose. Uh, this study was called MommyVax, M-O-M-I, um, and so there were uh, 500 pregnant women uh, and their newborns uh, across uh, nine sites. Uh, and also, other uh, <laughs> part of this. Um, they only included 240 uh, 
participants in the results. Uh, 167 uh, uh, received two doses of either Moderna or Pfizer shot. Once again, two different products. Uh, so they uh, so they were looking at the antibodies, uh, and based on the fact that they that there were more antibodies with three shots, that's why they uh, they recommended the, the booster. More about this when we come back. Coming up on a hard break. This is Fred Lowry, pharmacist and doctor of natural medicine from Lowry Drug. Let it play. I have done all that I could to see the evil and the good without hiding. You must help me if you can. Doctor, my eyes. Good. Tell me what is wrong. Well, we're back. Thought we'd let that play a little longer. Um, Continuing on the uh, mommy vac study, the uh, Dr. James Thorpe, a mater uh, maternal fetal medicine specialist, said that the uh, NIH suggesting COVID vaccinations and boosting during pregnancy uh, that benefits pregnant uh, people, people, uh, now I'm woke again, uh, newborns, uh, is extremely dangerous. So, um, you know, uh, along with that, um, you know, they, they've never been uh, proven to be safe. Uh, you know, during the rollout, you know, the, uh, the evidence uh, by Pfizer's uh, 2021 cumulative uh, analysis post-authorization adverse events shows 1,223 deaths in the first 10 weeks of the COVID vaccine rollout, 81% miscarriage rate nearly six-fold increase in fetal death 7.9 increase in neonatal death breastfeeding complications in 14.7 percent uh, and the uh, adverse events reporting system uh, uh, at least August 4th by the CDC shows uh, 9,203 uh, pregnant women reporting adverse events related to COVID-19 19 vaccinations, including 5,327 reports of miscarriage and premature births between December 14, uh, 2020 and August 4, 2023. On top of that, uh, August 22, the FDA uh, approves the uh, children's RSV shot for pregnant women. Um, RSV is respiratory syncytial virus. Uh, it does affect, affect uh, in fact, nearly all uh, children ages uh, uh, by age of two, and it's generally a mild uh, cold-like disease. Um, the, the concept would be that the shots 
are supposed to help infants up to six months old fight this cold-like virus. Um, according to the uh, Huff Post, the clinical trials of the shots did not prevent RSV, yet uh, proved 82% uh, effective rate uh, in preventing a severe case. Uh, Pfizer <coughs> makes that shot, as uh, recommended uh, in the uh, last few weeks of pregnancy. So uh, th this is a uh, RNA virus. And uh, so I looked at the package insert. The package insert is the accompanying literature made by the, or from the ma manufacturer. And uh, under uh, the fetal neonatal adverse reactions, uh, the population that uh, were included uh, were about 3,500 uh, infants uh, on each side placebo versus the ones that got the shot uh, there were 10 fetal deaths in the uh, the ones treated with the, the the vaccine and eight fetal deaths in the placebo uh, there was also um, in the uh, let's see um, let me find this uh, uh, low birth weight uh, were, was uh, observed in 5.1% uh, of the ones treated and 4.4% of uh, the ones not treated. Neonatal jaundice, a, a liver disease, was observed in 7.2% of the treated group and only 67 uh, of the placebo group. Uh, there were... Um, 5.7% of the treated group that were born preterm versus 4.7. So you can see the, the treated group had uh, more adverse uh, illness. But to be fair, in, in this document, um, <coughs> pardon, uh, the mortality rate of the neonatal uh, groups uh, ended up being... Um, a little less than the uh, the placebo group. Uh, risk summary. I'll take a sip of water here. It's um, under lactation. It's not known uh, that uh, it is the drug is excreted in human milk. It's probably not known because they didn't they didn't check check it. But I think it's a it would be a reasonable assumption to uh, say that it would, would transfer. So this, uh, this vaccination is a, uh, a product of uh, something called recombinant uh, uh, therapies. And uh, that's a method of uh, basically genetic manipulation of, uh, of a product. Your, uh, your human insulin is, is made uh, with recombinant uh, bacteria. This particular RSV uh, virus is uh, recombinant proteins that are expressed in genetically engineered Chinese hamster ovary cell lines. This, now, this is, this is coming from <coughs> the literature. <coughs> from the, uh, the actual document accompanying the the uh, the vaccination. So it um, 
it it's, says it uh, has no preservatives, but does contain residual amounts of host cell protein and DNA from the manufacturing process. So there's a big question there uh, whether or not the DNA uh, forms something called plasmids that actually can integrate into uh, an individual's DNA. That's a real thing. Uh, Sounds like science, science fiction. Well, you know, it's not because actually if you think about genetic modification of plants, the way they do that is they take genetic material from a foreign uh, organism, could be, could be chimeric <coughs> uh, even, and they put it in the, the cytoplasm of the cell. And the idea they want it to combine with the, the genetic material in that, in that cell and they tag it with the fluorescent uh, marker so they know which, which ones picked it up. So when you put DNA of, of uh, it, this viable DNA into something, it has the possibility of integrating into your own DNA. And one of the things that happens with these viruses <coughs> or these uh, um, these vaccinations is when they grow this stuff sometimes they'll grow it in bacteria like E. coli and they can't separate out the DNA from the RNA completely uh, the, the hepatitis B vaccination that was given or, and still is given to infants on day one uh, the package insert accompanying used to say contains 5% unknown protein translates into 5% unknown genetic material. You know, they're amino acids. So we don't really completely uh, know or, or uh, about how that, that happens, how it integrates uh, into uh, other things, we we know a lot about it, but the you know the same thing was true for the uh, according to experts, the the uh, uh, that the uh, there was DNA in in the uh, COVID shots in the same way. So you you just can't separate out things completely. I will say uh, uh, on the RSV thing is that you know uh, the incident of infection with children uh, that require hospitalization. They estimate between 60 and 80,000, and there are uh, 300 uh, deaths approximately associated with that uh, virus in children uh, under the age of five. Uh, most of these are uh, include uh, high-risk conditions, uh, premature birth, congenital heart disease, uh, chronic lung diseases, neuromuscular disorders, immunodeficiency, uh, et cetera. So once again, you, you have to get into you know, risk versus benefit, which is a very difficult thing when you're talking about a child. Coming up on another break, we'll be back with Health Talk. This is Fred Lowry.
We're back. Welcome back on this Friday afternoon. Uh, still hot outside. Everywhere. Um, next on the list here is uh, talking about CoQ10. So uh, coenzyme Q10 is the enzyme that allows you to make energy on a cellular level in the mitochondria, which is what drives energy. Um, one uh, major recommendation for most people would be if you're on a statin drug, you should be on uh, coenzyme Q10. You know, the, uh, the heart is, uh, has more mitochondria uh, reportedly than any any cell in the body almost five according to this article almost 5,000 mitochondria per cell in in cardiac muscles so it makes up about 35 percent of the cardiac tissue compared with only three to eight percent in skeletal muscles so uh, CoQ10 uh, basically uh, in in the uh, the mitochondria uh, helps produce ATP energy on a cellular level it's in virtually every uh, tissue and organ mm -hmm. uh, abund <coughs> abundant everywhere basically uh, it is vital uh, in cholesterol metabolism maintaining pH uh, regulation of gene expression uh, all kinds of things and when you take a statin drug uh, it, it, the statin drug interferes with <coughs> an enzyme system <coughs> pardon me, in the liver that is responsible <coughs> for making this enzyme. Uh, it's also, by the way, the enzyme system that is responsible for uh, detoxifying uh, certain chemicals. So uh, that's, that's a problem. Uh, so uh, low, uh, a low amount of uh, CoQ10 uh, becomes a cardiovascular risk factor, which is what you're trying to prevent with the, the statin drug. So um, one of the side effects uh, of a statin is muscle weakness, aches, low energy, that type of thing. And some people, uh, I've, I've known a few people that, that for some reason uh, took a statin drug and, and didn't recover really from from taking that drug. Uh, and with most people, these uh, side effects are uh, reversible. Uh, there was a study uh, about uh, cardiovascular risk factors analyzing over 800 uh, studies. It was a systematic review meta-analysis uh, over uh, 880,000 people, and uh, they they uh, showed it uh, actually uh, taking uh, CoQ10 decreased mortality uh, in in all events. Uh, helps with blood pressure, uh, stroke. In some cases, it may help with uh, reported to help with uh, migraines. Uh, it's also helpful in stopping the progression of uh, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease so th these are all things that uh, you know particularly if you're taking a statin and even if you're not having symptoms I do recommend taking coenzyme Q10 as you decrease the LDL cholesterol which is characterized as being bad it's not you know it's used for all kinds of things 
including uh, making your hormones, your steroid hormones, testosterone, estrogen, cortisol, which is which is needed. You know, you, sometimes cortisol is characterized as being bad, but uh, it, it does help uh, run things overall and maintaining uh, blood sugar levels. Uh, it's part of your circadian rhythm, and and so when you you decrease LDL, you potentially decrease your hormones and your ability to make them. Uh, there's also a, a fluid balancing hormone, aldosterone, in that cascade. So, uh, w- and I, I ran across a doctor actually in this county <coughs> that started prescribing pregnenolone uh, for his uh, statin patients. And uh, I, just out of curiosity, I called him and said, Tell me about this. And, and he said, well, we're, you know, since we're lowering LDL, we're in, from LDL cholesterol, you make pregnenolone. And from pregnenolone, you make all these other hormones. So I just want to make sure my patients are covered for uh, the, you know, that hormone cascade that they need. And so given pregnenolone, the body makes what it needs to make just from that, the starting. It's called the mother hormone. And, and I thought that was brilliant. It was a, it was a great idea uh, for for many people uh, because that you know as, <clears throat> as we age, hormones diminish, and uh, you know we, we we lose our youth, and a lot of that is related to what are those hormone levels? You know, so when we're young and our hormone levels are optimal, hopefully. Uh, we stay healthier. We, you, know, you look better. Your skin's in better condition. Uh, you know, all, all that uh, is important. Uh, having lower hormone levels is also s- associated with depression, and uh, has been lower LDL has been associated with violence, suicide in men. So, I kind of like my LDL. You know, now is it? You know. Is, is it a risk factor? Uh, you know, it, it's, it certainly can be, depending on uh, situation, but it's not, it's really not the whole picture. Uh, your blood sugar control becomes uh, important. Uh, your omega-3 fats are vitally important. Uh, and so fish oil, uh, something that that a lot of people do, they take fish oil, but they don't take enough of it. Uh, some people will take a, one capsule, which is about a gram. Um, it, it's important to take probably three to four grams uh, of primarily animal-based omega-3 fats. Uh, there's a, uh, a product that uh, pharmaceutical companies came out with called Vesipa, so it was a prescription fish oil, and they recommended four grams a day of that. And they had a, a, a tremendous uh, improvement in uh, triglycerides, which by the way, you know, if you have triglycerides, it's because of your diet. You're eating uh, you know, too, too, many, too many carbs, too much sugar. Uh, but, but basically, they had, uh, I think, uh, I don't see it here at the moment, but I recall uh, some a, a 25% improvement, or actually, redu- here it is, re- 25% reduction in cardiovascular risk um, 
you know, with with the uh, placebo compared to uh, the placebo. So you know that's uh, that's pretty impressive. Uh, most people eat too much uh, omega six fats, which would be more animal fat, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but it, it can be if it's out of balance with with everything else. So um, omega threes have a, a great heart benefit as well. Uh, they help with arrhythmias. Uh, it's anti-inflammatory. Uh, People can uh, actually reduce pain and, and decrease inflammation just by taking uh, fish oil. Uh, it, it does help with uh, lower triglycerides, uh, improves blood pressure. Uh, it has a beneficial effect on the heart's electrical system. And um, also the, the, the cell membrane, which is really the, the cell membrane in your body uh, it's completely nutrient dependent, and, and it's almost—I'd almost call it the brains of the operation, versus what everybody thinks the, the, the nucleus inside, which is, contains the genetic material. Because the the cellular membrane is what controls the the it's the gateway, if you will, between nutrients coming in and waste coming out, and and that includes uh, you know insulin and glucose so you know insulin sensitivity and uh, problems with your metabolism is completely diet related you know yes there may be some genetic factors but you know if you if you try to live in a healthy lifestyle you can turn on your good genetic potential versus turning on the negative uh, which is, is called epigenetics and, it, and it's, a, it's an important thing. So going back to my original disclaimer, you know, it's really you who, who take, uh, who uh, is in charge of taking care of yourself and, and with the style of your life and, and how you want to live and uh, how you want to think and, and the whole package. So this is Fred Lowry uh, from Lowry Drug and Statesville, uh, 750 Hartness Road. Uh, we have uh, a lot of things that uh, may be helpful in your uh, walk for better wellness. Uh, just walk in and get what you need. Uh, I can help you with uh, in personal consultations as well. Come see us. I have wondered.